What's up, folks? This is your boy DJ Ben Amin with a special edition of Fan Bros Show. Me and LYC were at New York Comic Con, and we sat down with one of my favorite artists, Nick Patera, of the hit series The Manhattan Projects, which I hope all of you are reading right now. And by the end of this interview, I'm sure you will be. So check it out right here on Fan Bros Show. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Fan Bros? This is your boy DJ Ben Amin, and we are live here at New York Comic Con with one of my favorite artists, Nick Patera, artist of the Manhattan Projects. If you listen to Fan Bros Show, you know how much I talk about this book, so it is a pleasure and an honor to have him here today. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. I really appreciate you having me on the show, man. Oh, man. Thank you so much. And not only that, we just found out that Nick is from Houston, and so, you know, we, we got a little bond going on here. But Nick, I just wanted to talk about the Manhattan Projects a little bit. First off, how is it working with Hickman? Like, when you get his scripts, are they very detailed, or does he give you free reign? Because Manhattan Projects is filled with so many fantastic different creatures and whatnot and designs. How much input do you have on it? Well, basically, right now we're working Marvel style. Okay. So a lot of the weird, I would say, always say a lot of the weird, funny stuff, the stuff that I add on the fly. So I'm like drawing at middle of the night, and I'll just, uh, Kennedy's going to be naked, or this guy's doing drugs, and I'll add it, and I, I give that back to Hickman, Hickman writes on top. So the way we work is pretty organic. I would say the smart stuff, the clever stuff, uh, the stuff that's pretty good is usually him. The silly weird shit is usually me. So we balance, I, I like to think we balance each other out, but I think it's a lot of time him saving me with the writing with my weird art. So yeah, so yeah. It's a great combination, folks, because like I say, Manhattan Projects, for those who don't know, is a book about what happens if the Manhattan Project, where they built the atomic bomb, was actually a government cover-up to detail what the scientists behind it really were doing and they're doing all kind of craziness. It's a book filled with aliens and barbarian Einsteins and all just nutso insanity. So what has been your favorite thing to draw in all this insanity so far? Well, my favorite character so far, and it was the time when me and Hickman started really working loose, like I would just come up with stuff and he'd come up with stuff and we were really jiving, was uh, Harry Truman. So in, in real life, which goes back to the historical fact stuff, Truman was a Freemason. So Hickman's like, just go crazy with him. He's doing a Freemason ritual. So in issue three, he's like he's like in his underwear. He's got a big Galactus hat, and he's having this crazy, uh, you know, just kind of a crazy, like... Orgy. Yeah, crazy orgy scene. <laughs> I don't want to say orgy on your show, but oh, basically, basically, basically a crazy-ass orgy. And uh, so I, I can send that back to Hickman, and he's laughing, and he writes a bunch of great dialogue with it. And I think that's when we really started gelling. And then, you know, spoiler, whenever he dies is, like, my favorite scene with Oppenheimer because he's like... Oppenheimer comes in the, the Oval Office and he sits down across from Truman and Truman's like, you're going to kill me, aren't you? And I, and, I, and Oppenheimer goes, no, I'm going to eat you. And it was like, oh, it's so good. And in our in our book, Oppenheimer's a cannibal, so that's why the line is so good. So yeah, those little moments with him were my favorite. Um, so he's my favorite character. Yep. The first time when Oppenheimer, well, I don't think it was the first time he ate, but when he's eating the alien and then he turns around, he's like, I don't like to be watched while I'm eating this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that page. Actually, that's like, I don't keep much of my heart, but I kept that page. So. Yeah. So, what? I mean, how long is Manhattan Projects, you know, going to go on? Because it seems like the story could just go on and on and on. Do you have an end point? Is there like a limited run to the series or is it just going to keep going? Well, there's stuff that Hickman's planning in the script that will come back to fruition later. Like you, a while ago, you talked mentioned an alien that it said, hey, I'm not happy with you guys and left. There's stuff that we got to get back to. Um, but there's not a definitive end, but there's some big plot points we'll get to, and then we could go on a break after some of those plot points. But 
um, right now the, the sales are good, the reviews are good, um, the you know money's good. So and uh, this, this, the book is fun to work on. So so there's no reason for us to stop, and it's a, it's a true ongoing in that we don't really have things planned out like for an end, but we just kind of plan for ideas and, and expand. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, there's things that's been plotted out like Einstein coming back from the beginning, mm. um, and there's little key marks like that we got to get to. So there's not a definitive end, but there's a loose direction, I would say. Yeah. One of the first things that I really love, like you say how things are touched on, like the green alien. When you first see him, he's having this dialogue with, I won't say the heroes, but the protagonists of the book. Yeah, yeah. And he's telling them that he's, you know, disappointed in their actions and whatnot. And then we come back to that scene, like, I don't know, 15, 20 issues later, and you see it from a whole different perspective because you hear the te telepathy that's going on in, the, yeah. in that same scene. And so it becomes a whole different scene, but it still it still works on both levels. Yeah, that's, that's all John. I don't even know if he had that necessarily planned out. He's like, he went back and used the same stuff and put a whole new layer of story. And he goes back and it laces up stuff. You go back later and uh, you tie in some loose plots or plot holes like that. And it, all of a sudden it looks, everything looks super deliberate. Really, we're making a lot of it up on the fly and there's stuff to spot it out. But yeah, that was like some of John's best stuff, I think, in the, in the whole run. To go back and use that same scene but show a whole new light, it's cool. Oh my God, fan bros, you have to check it out. It's so ill how well it was done, and then like I say, it work, It still works on both levels. You read it one way, and he's still having this normal conversation, and then you read the thoughts that are in his head, and it's just this whole completely different view of the scene, and just an epic moment. Um, when I first started reading Manhattan Projects, what struck me about your art was, this is the first time I've seen your art, was I, it reminded me of Mobius and um, Jeff Darrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, because it's highly detailed, but then, there, then there's so much going on. But then since then, I feel like, not to say that you've outgrown them, because they're both masters of the art, but you've, you know, you, you've, at least as I see it, you've developed definitely your own style and your own thing. But who are some of your inspirations? My number one guy, well, Jeff Darrow, Mobius. Uh, Mobius has his own tree of guys that kind of followed him, which yep. was Frank Wiley, Jeff Darrow, and Seth Fisher. I love those guys. Frank Wiley's the reason why I draw comics. I picked up one of his books when I was young, like 19 blew me away. His stuff was organic. My stuff is really lumpy and weird. His stuff is more sleek, a little nicer, more refined. He's better than me. But I looked at that and I was like, man, who is this guy? Who, who influenced him? Who does he draw like? Found Mobius. I found Jeff Darrow. And really, I just used those core guys that you mentioned and kind of used their books as teachers. Just look at their stuff and try to learn. I think over time, I think I'm just not as good as him. You know, I think my, my stuff is like lumpy and stuff. It's just different. But uh, you can see that that's my... my, my that's my core guys that I love, and I, 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 I'm not gonna say I got better. I mean, I'm not better than them, but I've definitely found, found my own shorthand of that style. And so from there, yeah, I love Mobius, uh, Mobius Tree of Artists, all the Euros. I'm a big art collector, and I have art pieces from all those guys. So, so yeah, most definitely. No, like I say, it's not. You know, you've definitely developed your own style. And I wouldn't even say it's lumpy. I just, it's, it's got I like mashed potato. I say it's mashed potato. -y. I'm cool with that, dude. <laughs> if that works for you, then. So, um. What are you most looking forward to coming up in Manhattan Projects that you can reveal? Um, well, eventually some of the, the alien early, early alien stuff is going to come to fruition. Like, and so we'll do like a. There's going to be all the all the scientists in the book will get to confront some of the aliens. So an intergalactic type fight would be cool. I don't even know how it will go down because Hickman hasn't really told me, but I know that that conflict's brewing. So that's what I'm most excited about. I love LBJ's from Texas, you know. So once I, he was in the script, like I got him decked out and you know. Texting gear, but in real life, you know, the, obviously he wasn't dressed like that in the White House. But Hickman, it wasn't in the script. I was like, dude, this is from Texas. I gotta make it represent. So he's like all tricked out and 
cowboy gear. So, so I love the LBJ scenes right now too. They're a lot of fun to draw. Most definitely. I love when he appeared and when he was like, when he went down to the base and he was like, gentlemen, I don't know if you know, but I'm not the type of man who's taking, you know, any bullshit for anything and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And we're going to keep this moving. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, LBJ is a great addition. I mean, all the characters, like I was telling you earlier, the blue-skinned alien who talks like dude and whatnot, who came up with him? Dude, okay, so I, I drew it. I'm a big fan of, like, Predator and all these aliens. So, like, I took these, that, that alien is basically a mix of that. So, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to make this dude badass. And then I get to turn in the artwork. I get it back, and he speaks like the Big Lebowski. I'm like, dude, you got him speaking like a Ninja Turtle. So that was all John, like, he completely turned on his head. I'm like, what is going on, dude? At first, I wasn't sure if I like it, but all the fans love that guy, dude. Oh, oh yeah. my God. And there, is there any hope of him coming back? Uh, man, you know, he got, you know, he got killed. I don't know if he'll ever come back. But he was pieced together to begin with because he was like pieces of aliens. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was a uh, fan favorite. Everyone loves that dude. Yeah. Oh, he is so awesome. And just his dialogue with them, you know, he's like, you know, I wish I didn't have to kill you, but I've got two rages going on, two urges going on right now in my head. Yeah, it's so awesome. So we are here with Nick and we're about to do the brap segment. Are you ready? Yeah, I mean peanuts. We're ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Number one, Black Panther or Power Man? Black Panther. Falcon or War Machine? War Machine. Magneto or Professor X? Magneto. Magneto's a badass, dude. Magneto in the Days of Future Past, weak, that's a weak death at the end of that movie, dude. You got Magneto who can kill anyone. It's just like, he like throws an X-Wing. Dude, you could have done anything with him. Big disappointment there. Magneto, badass. Word up. All right, uh, Martin or The Cosby Show? Oh, man, I love Martin, dude. Cosby's like... Home cooking though. Oh, I'll go Martin. I'll go Martin. You know, brother man is from Houston. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah my sister ran into him in a Denny's one time. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. yeah, bro, brother man is from Houston. All right, uh, Nino Brown or Scarface? Scarface. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yes, the right choice there. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Ooh, you know, I just oh, you know, Omar is such a badass dude. I just I recently rewatched The Wire. And it's so good from the beginning. And I gotta go. Breaking Bad's Breaking Bad's like popcorn fun, but the the wires like that slow burn throughout. But Omar, dude. Omar. Omar, dude. Omar. Omar's a beast. I go with the wire. Oh. The wire. All day. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite film? I like Unforgiven and Clint Eastwood. Um, yeah, it's badass. I just uh, they just showed it up in Austin. I drove up there and uh, watched it. So yeah, good good shit. Man, when that came out, I went that Friday night. Went home, woke up, and saw it again that Saturday morning. Dude, it's amazing. It's literally amazing. All the shots are great. The dialogue is great. Even like when Morgan Freeman comes out when he when he sees him and he's got the Spencer rifle like above his door. Like you got to plan that shot out. So it's that slide up shot. He's coming in, and then the best line in cinema history. He walks in. He says, "Who's the owner of this bar? Who's the owner of this establishment?" He's like, "I'm the owner of this establishment." Shoots him and says, "It is little you just, says you shot an unarmed man." Like you should have armed yourself. You got to decorate your saloon with my friend. It's on, dude. That is, Woo! That's beast. Man, yeah. is it? All right, what's your favorite comic book? My favorite comic all time is uh, my entryway comic, as the authority that uh, that Frank quietly drew. It was really over the top. I was 17, and they were, like, drinking and killing each other. I had never read a comic that wasn't, I was like, these guys were killing each other and fighting, and then the art style is what made me start drawing. So that gateway comic is like uh, like real closer but but if not i'd pick and i'm not even a big manga fan i love the pluto oh uh, you guys should check it out pluto is awesome really pluto? good yeah pluto's great definitely wait so hold up that that just made me think of something so you were 17 when you first started drawing 
Yeah, I played football and stuff in high school. Um, I got kicked out of my uh, all my classes because I because I started goofing off, and I got sent a lower level class. And in that lower level class, the kid was going to Cubert School, and in the Cubert School. There's this kid, little dorky kid was drawing. I was like, dude, you drawing out of your head. I'd say something. You could draw out his head. I was like, what? This guy could just I could draw a guy throwing a grenade, blowing up. Does it? I'm like, this guy's doing a magic trick. So I was like, every day we started drawing, um, uh, uh, and that was it. And he was going to Kubert School. So I went to the comic book store, picked up some comics I didn't really like much, and I read The Authority. I was blown away. So between a buddy going to the Kubert School, which is a comic art school, and then uh, and that, it was uh, it was awesome. It was a perfect storm and made me start drawing. So, so yeah. I just can't get over it that this master of the form started at 17. Like no, not, Definitely not a master. Definitely. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, what's your favorite TV show? Ooh, favorite TV show? Right now I'm like a Justified a lot. It's kind of it's kind of fun. It's kind of it's got the Breaking Bad thing where it's a little bit episodic. I can sit down and enjoy it, but there's a long uh, right a long term thing. Uh, I like that. I mean, Breaking Bad's probably top all time, but Wire is. I just read the Wire. The Wire's so good. So probably the Wire, man. Yeah, the Wire. Yeah, it's a good choice. Um, what's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Ooh, man, I like Blade Two. I think Blade Two was the one with their, with their mouse roping and yeah. stuff. Like I remember watching that and it was wrong. There was a it was like, you know Paul Walls from Houston and stuff? Yes, yes. <laughs> There's something weird. My brother likes to do like underground rapping too, or he did back then. And we were in line, we were all excited, and like Paul Wall was in front of us. So it was like super cool. <laughs> so I remember that day being cool. And it was like Wesley Snipes. And then they were doing wrestling moves too. A lot of those vampires were doing wrestling moves because yeah. wrestling was hot at the time. So I like, I love that they were they added that in. I, I haven't rewatched Wild, so it's probably not that good, but I enjoyed it. So yeah. They're watching what? I haven't rewatched uh, Blade Two in a while. Oh no, Blade Two is a classic a still. Yeah, it holds up. Yeah, Blade yeah. Two still holds up. Blade Three, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Blade Two still holds up definitely. All right, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Man, one superpower. Man, I guess flight, dude. Flight would be badass. You know, I think that's generic, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah, flight. Go flight. It comes up a lot, but, you know, who wouldn't want to be able to fly, for real? Yeah, definitely. All right, Nick, well, you survived the BRAP segment. You survived the interview with Fanbro Show. We got one more bonus question, though, so hold on. Texans or the Baltimore Ravens or the Cowboys? Oh, definitely. I got, okay, so I got issues with the Texans. From Houston, you know what happened with the Oilers. They ditched us. So as a, as a, as a fan, as a, a football fan, I feel abandoned, right? So then the Texans come along, and I really didn't like David Carr or anyone they were doing, so they sucked so bad. But I'm still from Houston, so I'm going to support them. Cowboys, no. You know, Dallas can't do it. And then uh, the Ravens, though. Ravens hard-hitting, dude. Hard not to like that. So uh, Ed Reed, um, you know, he's talking about Ray Ray Rice. He's talking about everybody. I mean, that team is is baller. And then them and the Steelers games are the toughest games every season. So mad respect to them. I got to say – I gotta say the Texans though for now. Because JJ Watt did another touchdown this week. JJ Watt. And he did the ill touchdown dance when he got in there. He did the nay nay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much. Please let the fans out there, the fan bros, know where they can find you at. Oh uh, man, I'm just Nick Patera at Twitter. Find me there, and uh, I apologize now if you do because it's not super mature. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, really cool. No, man, thank you so much. Like I say, if you get the chance to go back and listen to some old episodes, I talk about the Manhattan Projects all the time, so it's really great to have you on here. Thank you so much for the book. Thank you for everything. I appreciate it, guys. A couple handsome, strong Houston boys here. Looking good, dude. Third ward in the house.